So this is exactly what happens, right? Where a lot of people talk about things and then that's as far as it ever gets. We have 65,000 thoughts a day, roughly 54 million bits of information a second. Now it's a lot of information that's unconsciously left out. Mm -hmm. If we're not aware of all this shit that's being fed to us, mm -hmm. then who, Who's running us? The only thing you should be worried about yeah. when your birthday comes around is if you're in the same position as you were last yes. year. Yes. Most people after the age of 25, they won't create drastic change in their life until they've had a severe traumatic event. The people around you that are controlling your environment, they're in control of you. How could I have got to this point in my life where I'm trying to kill myself? Completely surrounded by drugs. Like if I had listened to what everybody else told me, I would probably still be a carpenter. So when you gave your word and you committed, you did feel like it. Yeah. Now you don't. Too bad. This is not a conversation of I'm gonna choose myself. No, that's fucking bullshit. That's choosing comfort. People yeah. love to say that they've got anxiety, which we can talk yeah. about that if you want. Nine times out of 10, it's complete bullshit. How long did it take you to make your first million? If you're new here, my name is Nelson and I'm the host of the Creative Grid Podcast, a platform committed to help creative entrepreneurs become the best possible version of themselves, find inner greed and eventually reach success. We normally have extraordinary individuals as guests, and today is not an exception. Today's guest is a speaker, a mentor, a podcaster, content creator. This man does it all, and he has something that we all want, financial freedom. Please welcome the legend, Morgan T. Nelson. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, brother? Mate, muy bien. <laughs> muy nice bien. Spanish. You know some Spanish as well. Doing very good. Thank you so much for having me on. This is exciting. I, yeah. I always love this. I, I love the in-person stuff. I love when people like mm. you... There's a million podcasts out there. There's actually, it was about 2.9 million podcasts in the world. Mm -hmm. It's very rare to find people who take it seriously mm -hmm. and really put in effort to create something like this. So mm. I'm, I'm excited, bro. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to have you. And this is a testament to how when you start pursuing the things that you love, you start attracting the kind of people that you're into, you know, and the, the type of people that you want to have relationships with and, and that type of thing. Because we, we don't know each other. This is the no. first time we're meeting or anything. And I just happen to be posting about the podcast. You reach out like, hey, I think I can bring some value to the audience. I'm like, dude, exactly the type of person that I wanted to have on. And guess what? Here we are. So like, that's just a tiny example of how pursuing the things that you love will bring you great gifts that sometimes, you know, you're, you're not even accounting for them. They just happens to be, you become a magnet for 100%. it. You know why? How, how long have you had this podcast for? This one is just starting. Your episode maybe 11 or something. I love yeah. it. So this is exactly what happens, right? So a lot of people talk about things. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people talk about an idea, talk about a goal, a dream or whatever. And then that's as far as it ever gets. It's mm -hmm. just talk. Because what usually happens after, you know, a commitment, I wouldn't mm -hmm. even call it a commitment. Mm -hmm. What happens usually after some sort of declaration, like it's mm -hmm. January 1, I started a podcast this year. Mm -hmm. And they want to do it. Soon what follows is fear. Mm -hmm. because people you know it's unknown it's it's really unknown it's people mm -hmm. who go shit oh i've never done it who am i and then all the things start mm -hmm. to pop up what are people gonna think of me and blah blah blah, blah. What, what if i put it out no one even listens to me mm -hmm. and yada, yada yada and then usually people will go what happens is their brain will justify to them why they shouldn't do it mm -hmm. and so they rationalize which sucks because it, it seems really real to us so for example if we go i'm gonna do a podcast and then we go, oh, but we can't do that. It happened to me. I mm. delayed starting my podcast for nearly two years because mm. when I thought about starting it, my brain goes, but Morgan, 
starting a podcast is going to take a lot of time. Are you sure you have enough time right now? And I go, mm. fuck yeah, mm. nah, brain, you're right. I don't have much time. And I delayed it and delayed it and delayed it. Mm. What I realized was that was just a limiting belief. It was the imposter syndrome, mm. the, the dream stealers. But what, what happens is once I got really serious is when we made the declaration, the real commitment, the real decision, like the 100% in, things start to happen for us. And, and you know, you've probably had the exact same thing, but you know, I've interviewed hundreds of people. I've, I've interviewed broke people, millionaires, multimillionaires, billionaires. And at some point along their journey to get to where they were, they had to make a 100% decision. Mm-hmm. It's just like getting married. Imagine if like you said you got a girlfriend, right? Imagine if you, she comes home and you say to her, hey, baby, I'm 99% sure you're a woman of my dreams. Let's get married. Mm. She's probably going to tell you to fuck off, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. She'll be like, what do you mean? She's, yeah. But then you're like, I'm dead serious. I'm 99% woman. Like, mm. come on, mm. take me seriously. Mm. She's like, how can I take you seriously? Well, mm. what else do you want? She wants the 1%. She wants the 100%, the commitment. Yes. And so does our dreams. So does our goals. So does all the things that we want to create. Because without that, the universe, the God, spirit, whatever, is not mm. going to work the other way for us. Mm-hmm. So you said, you're like, well, I just started to attract people that want to come to the mm-hmm. show because Steve Jobs said it. We, we can't connect the dots looking forward. We can only connect the dots looking backwards. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, I think, get stuck in their tracks of creation or what they want to do because they think of a goal. They think of a dream. Like we get the download. Mm-hmm. I want to create this to get the vision. Mm-hmm. But then for whatever reason, they talk themselves out of it because they go, well, how am I going to do it? Mm-hmm. I don't know these people. Da, 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 da. But the how is so irrelevant. The only things that are important mm-hmm. is the what. Yes. and the why but if we make a hundred percent commitment in there what happens is then the universe god spirit will go here you go but it'll provide one or two things it'll either say here's your next step here's the things that are going to help you guide the way so it's going to mm-hmm. connect the dots for you mm-hmm. and then one day you can look back and be like well that's how you build a successful podcast but you didn't know it in the beginning yeah or it's going to provide you distractions to test you how serious you are, you were about the goal you declared. Yes. And I think learning the difference of that is nothing but experience. But I look back and be like, well, I picked that thing yeah. and that led me yeah. the wrong way. That's the distraction. So next time I'm going to have more awareness to say no to that shit and say yes to the things that I want. So I love what you're doing. Yeah, no, same, same, bro. I, I, I consume a bit of your content beforehand just to have an idea of who you were and all this stuff. And I love it. I love the, the mission that you're on and all these things. So I'm very excited for this conversation. We're just getting warmed up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, can it, for people that have no idea who you are, can you give us a, a, a backstory of who you are and how do you become the person that you are today? Okay, short story or long story? Give us enough information for people to be like, wait, is this guy legit? Because a lot of, you know, that always happens. You know, yeah. I, I, we said we're going to get into money and all these things. So I want you to give enough information for people to understand, like, you know, you 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 were not born with this. You have to yeah. work for it. You have to earn it. 100%. So, <clears throat> look, growing up, um, I, I didn't have this full rags of riches story. We, we, we were good growing up. We were never fantastic, you know, but... You know, dad worked, mom stayed home, she looked after us, they did the best they could for us. Uh, it was just very normal. Mm-hmm. It's very normal. The unfortunate thing about that though is in Australia, normal is, it's very easy to be normal. Mm-hmm. Like you'd know probably in Venezuela, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you don't at least try and hustle, have a goal, then it's very easy to probably like, like what's the population in Venezuela? Uh, like uh, close to 30 million. 30 million, right? Yeah. But a very small country. 
not that small, but but yeah, it's everything's compacted on the yeah. big city, you know. So the the problem here is right. There's so many other countries in the world, and I, I use the U.S. as an example. Every time I go to America, I meet people, and the average person has two or three, sometimes four jobs, because mm -hmm. that's their normal. And if they don't have that, they they won't be able to survive. Mm -hmm. In Australia, you can have a minimum wage job, still live in a nice house mm -hmm. near the water, mm -hmm. go out to Burley Pavilion every weekend with the girls or the guys. <laughs> But by, you know, go out to dinner once or twice a week yeah. and still have a brand new car that you're paying off in your finance. Yeah. yeah. That's normal. Yeah. So people mm. don't, like, it, why, why would you want to, to reach extraordinary mm. if you have to face adversity and blah, 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 blah right? Mm. So we, we grew up like that. So I, I learned just that, right? I really learned, play it safe, play it normal. Mm. This is the best way to do it, yada, yada. But there was just something along the way that I, I saw that and I think probably mom and dad or, or it was always the conversation of you know we can't afford that we don't have the money for that mm -hmm. and i think somewhere along the way i would have just decided that i don't want that growing up mm -hmm. it took me a while to get that but you know i went all the way to year 12 i i wasn't enjoying school per se like the classes and stuff i mm -hmm. i didn't like it at all i i didn't want to read to kill a mockingbird again <laughs> you know i was like how is this going to help me yeah. get women or get money yeah. like as, yeah. as a 16 year old boy yeah you know, and, and I would argue the most important things in our world is making money, our relationships, right? And yeah. probably our health. Yeah. They're probably the most, three most important things. Yeah. And I was always just thinking, how is this going to help me be successful, yeah. get women, yeah. and and be super happy and, and healthy yeah. in life? Yeah. Just saying, fucking do it. Yeah. So I was nearly failing nearly every single subject. It's like borderline. And they gave me this book in, in year 10, actually. They said, hey, Morgan, you're 15 years old now. It's about time you set up and you start thinking about what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. Cause you're 15. Like, mm -hmm. Well, okay. I guess that's what we do. Right. Mm -hmm. So I go to the back of the book and I'm flicking down to the bottom where the top income is. And I'm like $495,000 a year. I want that job. Mechanical engineer. Mm -hmm. And they said, Morgan, you're not smart enough to study that one because in order for you to go to university and study that, you need to be getting these grades right now so that you can study this and this in year 11 and 12. And you're just not going to be able to get that. So pick something else. I said, mm -hmm. okay, next one electrical engineer <laughs> and they're like see what i mean yeah. you're not getting it right <laughs> i'm like fuck all right well what should i do then yeah. they go look we just recommend go do something with your hands you know trade time for money you know something like that hmm. be tradey pretty much so i left school thinking that i wasn't smart enough and i wasn't good mm -hmm. enough and i'd never really amount to anything mm -hmm. all i could ever really do is trade my time for money and be a tradie or mm -hmm. do the aussie battler thing right mm -hmm. And so I, I left school. I saw all, all my other friends go to university and start studying things that I know they didn't want to, but they only did it because they thought it was going to pay them lots of money. Yes. And one thing for me, I always thought about when I was younger, I'm like, I like tomorrow is not guaranteed. So yeah. I want to make sure that what I do right now is making me happy and, and I'm enjoying it, mm -hmm. or it's at least fueling something incredible for my short term future. Yeah. Right. Like I believe in short-term sacrifice for long-term game, but I balance it going, you know, I, I always, I check in quite regularly. Hey, if I was to die tomorrow, would I be okay with that? And quite often the answer is I'm fine. Mm -hmm. right? Very, 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 very rarely. I'm like, no, I'm not ready yet. Mm -hmm. You know, because every day I'm, I'm doing things I love. Yeah. But anyway, finished school. I, 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 uh, I got a job as an as a apprentice carpenter mm -hmm. <clears throat> doing what I thought I had to do. On the job site, surrounded by people that are all like that, you know. Mm -hmm. So toxicity, negativity. I was going out on weekends, getting into fights with people. Like I was just, I was just crazy. Like we're getting, uh, got arrested multiple, multiple, multiple mm -hmm. times. 
drinking all the time. And then we went away working out north where we had to do it. So in order to keep our job and keep my apprenticeship going, um, we had to go away. Mm-hmm. And what happened when we were away was the environment that I got myself around was filled with nothing but negativity, violence, toxicity, mm-hmm. depression, drugs, alcohol. And before I knew it, here I am 19 years old, drinking every single day. Mm-hmm. Then using drugs to go to sleep at night every single day. Because that's what everybody was doing. Mm-hmm. Drugs to go to sleep at night every single day. Drugs to wake up in the morning. Drugs to keep going during the day. And then more drugs at night time to come back down. Mm-hmm. And I was 19. This went on for about 8, 9, 10 months. Mm-hmm. And I was just in this absolute spiral where I, I had this thing called anxiety for the first time. I didn't know what it was. You know, 10 mm-hmm. years ago, it wasn't really... Now mm-hmm. it's like a hot topic. People yeah. love to say that they've got anxiety, which we can talk yeah. about that if you want. Nine times out of 10, it's complete bullshit. Oh, but, I'll tell you that about that yeah. and depression. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> but like yeah. like this, this shit was happening, yeah. but it yeah. just got to the point. It got to the point where I remember like this. I was I was seeing this girl, and it was probably the only bit of like real happiness I had. And she she left me out of the blue, and it was just like one thing after another. And then I just thought that it's it's so painful right now in my life. It's gonna be more painful to stay here than it would be to leave. Mm. So 19 years old, I tried to kill myself. It just completely had no other option. What's well, what I thought had no other option. Mm-hmm. But what I decided was. I started to sort of check in and I'm like, how could I have got to this point in my life where I'm trying to kill myself? Completely depressed, completely just surrounded by drugs. I'm not happy at all. Mm-hmm. This has been about 10 months now of completely, complete unhappiness. But a couple of years ago, I was in complete ecstasy and joy. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. What was the difference? Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came to my mind was the people I'm around. And I'm like, well, when I was around these people doing these sorts of things, I was happy. When I'm around these people, I'm unhappy. doesn't take a genius to figure that one out. I'm like, I'm going to leave. And I completely left my job. Mm-hmm. And I went on a bit of a spiral for a few more years trying to figure things out. And then what I started to look on Instagram. You know how when you pull up Instagram and you see those people that just have a cool life? Mm-hmm. I used to look at them and be like, fucking, you know, easy for them, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Parents mm-hmm. gave it to you. you no idea. Like, victim, yeah. victim, victim, victim. Yeah. And then one day I just decided, hey, well, what if I reach out to this guy and ask him how he did it? Yes. And and it was one of my really good friends now, one of my best mates, Reese. And because we, we actually met each other in Prague when we were mm-hmm. 18 years old and we just weren't that connected until I reached back out. And then what happens is when people are really rich and really happy, they tend to want to help other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've only ever met rich people that didn't want to help me because they were miserable and unhappy themselves. Mm-hmm. But every other person I've met who's rich and happy will do everything they can to try and help you get up to that level as well because they see totally. a perspective of life that you can't yet yes. and they just want you to see it. Exactly. Yeah. And so he 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 sort of helped me get uh, get some other things sort of happening. He introduced me to it, this online business at 21 years old. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was. I thought it was a scam. I thought it was a cult. I thought it was all this yeah. shit. And... And a lot of broke people around me were telling me the same thing. Like, oh, it's a cold, it's a scam, it's a blah, blah, blah. But then I I just looked at what's real. I I tend to not look at what people are saying. Mm -hmm. I tend to just look at where's the actual facts in life. Yeah, I want to look at like what's what's the tangible things right here in front of me. And I started meeting people that were using this online business to create freedom in their 20s. There were people that were millionaires at 26 traveling going to all these countries together and shit and i'm like i don't give a fuck even if it's illegal mm. i want i want to do this man mm. so i started and i sucked ass at it for so long but i stayed the course i stayed committed i started getting around people that actually had the life i wanted and and what i started to learn i noticed was my brain was starting to mold my mm. philosophy was starting to change mm. and then at 23 years old i'm i was making probably i don't know 
nine hundred bucks a week, something like that, residually, thousand bucks a week, mm-hmm. and which is the key, right? Because it's residual. What income. exactly were you doing to get that money? So it was with this online business. So it was a mm-hmm. network marketing company, mm-hmm. and and like I, I think about it all the time. Like if I had listened to what everybody else told me, I would probably still be a carpenter, because mm-hmm. that introduced me to personal development. Mm-hmm. That introduced me to a world that I didn't think was normal, mm-hmm. and it really changed my perspective of what normal was. See, yeah. my model of the world before that was normal, was you get a job and if you get a job, you got to be grateful for it because not everybody gets a job, total mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. And if you get it, work hard, work up the corporate ladder or whatever and then one day you, when you're 80 years old, you retire mm-hmm. because the government's looked after you and they've got you a superannuation. And, and, right? Because they don't let that inflate. <laughs> yeah, right? There's yeah. no such thing as inflation with your super. <laughs> yeah. Right? And yeah. Imagine that. Imagine just... Believing that the government wants to take care of you, that the government actually cares that much about you. you know, like. one, one thing the government's done very well. Um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just a realist. Yeah. Uh, they've done a really good job at conditioning people's minds. Yeah. For that exact reason. Yeah. Look at this happened in the last few years. Yeah. So people have this thing called, in, in psychology, it's called cognitive dissonance. Yeah. They believe something so strong mm-hmm. when something else happens in front of them, they can't actually understand it or fathom it consciously because mm-hmm. it's so against what they actually thought was yeah. real so when the government's doing all this shit as if we're like you can't leave your fucking house for months and months and months as if that's for us yeah the dumbest thing on earth <laughs> and but people are actually like, oh you know i better get 14 you know jazz because that, <laughs> yeah. like like yeah because yeah. they say so and yeah. i'm not saying i know people probably listen yeah. that that did that and it's something they feel bad about. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is one thing they have gotten right is learning how to condition the people's minds. So what mm-hmm. we must do is learn and be so fucking aware that the information that's coming to our mind, 99% of the time is not probably helpful or useful. Mm-hmm. And we've got to learn to detach from it and analyze like literally, you know, Jim Rohn used to say, it, mm-hmm. we've got to stand guard at, at the front of our mind every single day. Because mm-hmm. there's, you know, we have 65,000 thoughts a day, roughly. Mm-hmm. We have somewhere between... Uh, 8 million and 54 million bits of information a second mm. that comes into our mind. Mm. Now, our mind can only process about 134 pieces of information per second. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a lot of information that's unconsciously left out. Mm-hmm. If we're not aware of all this shit that's being fed to us, mm-hmm. then who, who's running us? Mm-hmm. You're sure as fuck not in control of your life. Mm-hmm. You're in control. The people around you that are controlling your environment, mm-hmm. they're in control of you, mm-hmm. right? So that happened for me for so long until I started to really sort of break out. And then 23 years old, I remember I was going to the job site. Um, uh, I was going to my job site and I was just having a few like really shitty days in a row at work. And I'm like, man, fuck this. And then I looked at how much I, one week I actually got paid like four grand or something from my, my business, right? It wasn't every single week, but it was like a big week. And I was mm-hmm. like, but it saw me, this is the potential. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this part time. Mm-hmm. And then that week I quit. Mm-hmm. I said to my boss, hey man, I'm going to quit. He's like, oh, what are you going to do? I said, I think I'm going to move to Mexico. He's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? For how long? Forever. Mm-hmm. Indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did. A few weeks later, I, I packed everything up. I got rid of everything I had here. Got a one-way ticket to Mexico. moved to Mexico. And I was 23 years old, living in the beach of Mexico. And I had full financial freedom. Because that's what I set up. And I want to be clear on this. Like A lot of people think financial freedom is just making a lot of money. Mm. I'm telling you right now, I was making like 900 bucks a week. That's, mm. not, that's not fantastic at all. But I only needed about 400 bucks a week to leave mm-hmm. to live. Mm-hmm. And I had the quality of life. I surfed every day, had tacos every day. That's the life. And that's all I wanted. 
We'll sketch a surf together. Yeah. yeah. That, that's like actual mm. financial freedom. Mm. But then I had that time. Then I grew that into a six-figure business. I was I become the top income earner in our whole company under 25 years old. So we grew mm. like multiple six-figure business. We did over seven figures in sales every single year. Um, you know, then and when the uh, when the pandemic started, everything just stopped. And it's made me reevaluate, which I think a lot of people did. And mm. that's when I, 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 I tapped in. I go, what was I really passionate about here? Mm-hmm. And it was helping people discover this as a vehicle to create their own freedom. Mm-hmm. But what I realized was I would give people the vehicle mm-hmm. and they would fuck it up. Mm-hmm. They would self-sabotage. They wouldn't turn up to the training. Mm-hmm. They, would, they would let their broke uncle mm-hmm. who's never made $60,000 a year tell them, talk them out of it. And I'm like, this is, this is just yeah. whack. Yeah. So what I realized was what I really had a passion for was transforming people's minds. Because mm-hmm. if I could transform their mind, then their actions and behavior will follow what they believe is yeah. true about themselves. So that's what I got really passionate about. And now we're building the top personal development company in Australia. Yeah, awesome. So when you're doing these sales, what exactly were you selling? It's a health and nutrition company. So pretty much um, <clears throat> like, are you familiar, you're familiar like Herbalife yep, and stuff yep. like that? Same sort of business model, mm-hmm. right? Um, so pretty much the company, they just do everything for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm not affiliated in network marketing at all anymore, um, mm-hmm. but I always do tell people, um, if you've got no freaking idea what you're doing, go and do a two-year apprenticeship in network marketing because you'll learn for free, really, business basics, operations, sales systems, leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you learn all these sorts of things and you mm-hmm. can fail forward without the risk. Now, the amount of risk I put into my business to keep learning is crazy. Yeah. But I learned so much through through those years. Yeah. And I you know I still get paid every single week from it as well. Yeah. And I haven't touched a business in years. So it's 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 cool business model, but it was... Health and wellness products were just helping people get on these products around the world. Yeah, cool. So back then, just uh, backtracking to the very difficult times where you consider like taking your life and all these things, what made it click for you? Because there, there's always that aha moment of like, wait, there is, a, there is another path that I could go into, in, into bettering my life and actually believing that you can, right? So... What, what was exactly that aha moment for you? There was this little boy who was walking down the street. This little boy was walking down the street and he was fed up with his life. And he was complaining and he was complaining and he was complaining. And he complained all the time. And he complained so much that his parents were like, we're going to kick you out of the house because you just keep complaining, but you're not doing anything about it. And he's like, well, how, could, how do you expect me to do anything about my life when it's your fault? And he's blaming the whole world. So he leaves and he's walking down the street, kicking a can little stick red knapsack on his corner he's left home and he hears this noise from over here and the noise is like he's like the fuck is that and he's walking he keeps walking he's walking and he hears it again but now this time it's louder and it's like he's crying and he looks across and he sees this old man sitting on the porch and the noise is coming from this house and the old man the little boy he walks up into the house and he walks right to the old man he says what is this noise coming from your house He's like, well, let me show you. So he walks in through the house and he walks out the back and the noise is just so loud now. The noise is like, and he looks over and he sees this dog sitting on the ground, crying and crying and howling and howling and howling. And the old man didn't look phased at all. The little boy says to him, it's your dog. He's like, yeah. He's like, what's wrong with your dog? He says, he's sitting on a nail. And the the little boy's like, then why doesn't he just get off the nail? And the old man says, because it doesn't hurt enough for him yet. You see, I was going through life for years complaining. 
the victim. This is wrong. You're wrong. It's not me though. It's not me. This should be better. I should have been treated better. Blah, 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 blah. But eventually, to create drastic change in my life, in anyone's life, we've got to, unfortunately, wait for it to be painful enough. And when that moment comes where it's painful enough, where we make we draw a line in the sand and we say, never again, I will not have this, that's when we create massive change in our life. We'll create huge changes. Most of the time, see, there's two types of people. Up until the age of 25, psychologists actually say it's quite easy for under 25 to make drastic change in their life. They can, they can see a, a clearer vision of their future. They can get hope. And they can be like, it can be better. Mm. And they can be inspired by that and actually find... Not all the time, but find strength within and be like, I want that. Mm-hmm. After 25, it's a bit harder. Most people after the age of 25, they won't create drastic change in their life until they've had a severe uh, traumatic event. Mm-hmm. For example, somebody who's 50 kilos overweight neglects it for their whole life. Then when they're 55, they, they have a heart attack, wakes mm-hmm. them up. Mm-hmm. They get on a health journey. Never change, Their life's never the same again. Yeah. But why didn't they do that 20 years ago? Because it didn't hurt enough for them yet. It wasn't serious enough for them yet. Yes. So for me, what happened was I started to really evaluate. Like, I think it was the time when I really tried to actually take my own life. And I was like, I evaluated after. I was like, how did it get here? And for me, that was enough. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was probably like one or two weeks after that. I was like, fuck this. I don't care about my apprenticeship anymore. I don't care about anything anymore. The only thing I care about is being happy. Mm-hmm. So I actually left and I came back down to Australia and I just... I'm like, I don't, what am I going to do for money? I'm just going to start my own lawn mowing business. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. I had a ute. I went and bought some shit and I started doing that because I'm like, I don't care about everything else. Mm-hmm. What's important for me is to enjoy now, mm-hmm. you know, within reason. So, yeah. Yeah, because that, that's all we have in the end, right? The now. The, the future is not promised and the past is history. So that we, we have to maximize living in the moment. And that's, that's so true what you were saying about that bottom moment because it happened the same exact for me. My life was completely trapped in the system, in the matrix, as some would call it. And, you know, like I couldn't see past it because I didn't have enough pain for it. So pain yeah. these days, I believe is like one of the best things that could happen to you, whether it's physical from the gym, from training hard and breaking those muscle fibers and grow more or getting punched in the face. Sometimes if you do, mar- I do martial arts. So, yeah. you know, sometimes you need to get punched in the face to get to <laughs> understand who you are and how be, to be tough and relentless and, and be the kind of person that gets up when you get knocked down, yeah. you know? So same is for money, same is for business, same is for relationship. I believe that pain is one of those really good driving factors for you to improve. Yeah, and people need to understand it properly though, right? Because like, let's say if they're like, well, pain's good, so I'm going to harm myself or I'm going to punish myself. Now, I, I, I also don't believe in that. Yeah. And, and there's some people who are like, I've got to... Like, let's just think of like Navy SEALs, Marines. Mm. It's like, punish, punish, punish. And, and yes, it's good for discipline and stuff. But mm. look, if we're in talking in the category of, you know, building self-esteem and building a successful quality of life, mm-hmm. it, I, I don't believe in bashing yourself daily mm-hmm. and, and having current pain now mm-hmm. to grow. But we can, sacrif- we can experience short moments of pain knowing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that will eventually have long versions of ease. Exactly. Or, here's the thing, the, the pain's going to be here either way. Mm-hmm. People, people don't believe that though. People think, well, I'm going to do what's easy right now because like, so it's a lot easier. I tell you, I don't like going to the gym. 
like I, I don't I, like hate going to the gym I, too. <laughs> I don't like lifting heavy yeah. shit and sweating yeah. I'm mm. like I'd rather that just sounds horrible yeah. but I do it every single day because mm-hmm. I understand like I want a strong body so it's a lot easier for me to sit at home and do what's easy than to go to the gym 100% mm. but if I sit at home and do nothing for 10 years straight eventually I'll be fat and lazy and unhealthy then I'll have to be faced with some painful truth mm-hmm. might have heart problems might have health mm-hmm. problems might have mm-hmm. you know might be single mm-hmm you know, or, or whatever, right? So people think by avoiding what's hard now, they'll avoid a hard forever. No. no. <laughs> they'll eventually get the compound effect mm-hmm. of those choices, which is the yeah. big hard lesson. Yeah. So there's going to be pain either way. There's either going to be pain of doing short-term sacrifices now, short-term disciplinary actions now, mm-hmm. or there's going to be the pain of regret, or there's going to be the pain of suffering. Yeah. Or there's going to be the pain of being like, I can't believe I've wasted the last 10 years of my life yeah. and I'm still nowhere near where I want to be. Yeah. See, that's the pain that drives me. Mm. I always think ahead. I'm like, I want to make sure. Like, I'm turning 30 this year. I mean, so oh, stoked. Yeah. And, I, and I was catching up with, uh, with people actually a few weeks ago and it was someone's birthday. Somebody else turned 30. Mm. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe like, you know, it's another year. So we're getting, <laughs> we're getting older. <laughs> I said, the only thing you should be worried about yeah. when your birthday comes around is if you're in the same position as you were last yes, year. Yes, exactly. I love my birthday. Yeah. Because yeah. I've always got more money. Yeah. Every year I'm getting yeah. richer and richer and yeah. richer. My, my life's just getting better. Yeah. Because I'm creating it. Yeah. Right? Life's not meant to be experienced. Life's meant to be, to be created. Yeah. And most people think it's just, well, well, they just wake up and that whatever's there, I'm going to experience that today. No, get up, create what you want to experience. Yeah. Right? Um, but I don't even know where that question come from or what I was talking yeah, about. No, the, <laughs> like uh, you nailed it. You nailed it. And, and pain, like, like the way I refer to pain is like if you have clarity as well of where you're heading and what do you, you know want to become, yeah. yes, then you know what's the reward yep. if you push through the pain. The thing is most people won't do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> they can't handle the pressure. They think they, and, and this is something that fascinates me. Like the minute you start unlocking, because it's like an infinite game, you know, like when you, when you go to a gym to start doing jujitsu, you will suck. The first day you will get tapped by everyone, the small dude, the big dude, the medium sized dude, the dude that looks like a nerd, whatever, everyone will tap you. A bunch of people will quit. But if you understand, you know, what's the journey and all these things and you stick to it, eventually you will learn. Eventually you'll say, oh, so if I position my body in this way, I can prevent them from do this, do that. This is the way I, I have to think three moves ahead, all this stuff. So that's the thing. You have to go through the pain of getting tapped by everyone. But eventually, you know, what's the reward if you if, if you start getting a little bit. So that's it. Why do you think that people give up? Why do people give up on their dreams? Why do people give up on trying to obtain financial freedom? Why do you think that that's the common factor amongst most people? I think for many reasons. I think reason number one is they don't have a vision. Mm-hmm. Like if they don't have a vision, if me and you are standing in a square room and I say, run a straight line anywhere, uh, to that corner of the room as far as you can go, you'll start running. But then if I throw a chair down in front of you, what do you do? You probably just run around it. Mm-hmm. but you did you disobeyed what I asked you to do I said run a straight line you see us as humans if we have a clear vision of our end goal we'll use our own problem solving skills to figure out a way around any obstacles mm-hmm. so if we're staying in the same room and I say run a straight line anywhere in this room you want go you'll be like well where do I go Morgan I said, well, you're a smart person figure it out you'll just start dawdling mm-hmm. not too serious 
And if I throw a chant out in front of you, most people will either stop completely or turn, they'll go a different direction, they'll change mm. their mind. Mm. But imagine how many times they're doing that all day long. They're just going around in circles, change their mind, change their mind, change mm. their mind, shine the object, shine the object, shine your Because they've got no yes. clear vision of their future that's purposeful mm. and inspiring for them. Mm-hmm. That if they do have a vision, most times they might be pursuing someone else's vision or someone else's inspiration or what they what someone else thinks they should do. Mm-hmm. Right? I've, I've interviewed people, um, you know, this is just a gross generalization, but I've interviewed uh, people who are like Chinese, especially, right? Or I've met people in more the Asian culture. And over there, it's quite, you know, you, their family is very, very strong. And they're like, this is what you're expected of you, pretty much. You know, we want you yeah. to study this. You want to do this. You want this. Mm-hmm. And I've met many and they're, and I'm like, who are you doing it for? You or your parents? Well, well my parents, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of people, it, it, they'll eventually give up or if they do get there, it's, they're very unfulfilled because it's not for them. But the biggest thing is, is I, I think that they don't have a vision that's inspiring and fulfilling for them. It's probably reason number one because if we don't have a vision, it's not going to create excitement with inside of us and it's not going to actually put us into action. Mm-hmm. The next thing I would say is lack of self-esteem. Mm-hmm. People don't have a high self-esteem or self-worth mm-hmm. of doing it. And this is exactly why. Because they're waiting to just one day wake up and be like, oh, now I'm worthy. Mm. doesn't happen like that. Mm. Self-worth comes from doing shit that's worthy of feeling worthy of. Yes. So when people, Agreed. like if they just chill out and coast their whole freaking life and they go, okay, I'm going to build a business now. You know, your unconscious mind in your identity is probably not going to be too excited about that because it's like, well, where's our evidence of you ever accomplishing anything worthwhile in the past? Mm-hmm. You, you didn't even try to win those races at school. Yeah. You didn't even try to make your bed growing up. You didn't even try to... That, in fact, that time when you said you're going to be, take the gym seriously and get up at 6 a.m. every single day, you couldn't even do that. You didn't do it. So, so mm-hmm. why this is the mind? To, why would I believe you're gonna become a millionaire, become yes. financial, financially free? Or exactly right. So people think that you know, in order to create this huge success, that they've got to set these massive goals. And in fact, sometimes it's a matter of just going. I'm gonna set some simple habits to start actually building some success because success breeds success. Mm-hmm. So the more they they give themselves little wins. They'll probably actually feel better about themselves and be like, fuck yeah, man. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm getting that shit done. I'm getting that mm-hmm. shit done. And mm-hmm. like a lot of my events that I run, I don't measure the success off the results. Mm-hmm. I measure the success off what I've now do between the event starting and this present moment. Yeah. Because getting runs on the board is actually the preparation, the, the fulfilling my word and getting there. That's what I feel good about. Mm-hmm. Whether or not one person comes or a hundred people come, mm-hmm. I feel good about that because I did the shit. Mm-hmm. Right? But a lot of people just so they give up when it starts to get hard or they don't, don't do things that are actually worthy of feeling worthy of. Yeah. So if they want to increase their self-worth, set goals, micro goals and actually commit to them and, and, and achieve them. Because what happens in our mind is when dopamine gets released, we feel more confident. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you know, I've got a big pass of drugs, right? A big, big, big pass of doing drugs, right? You, you, you take a line of cocaine, it... Dopamine is for your mind, and you're like, I can fucking take on the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. right. Or or you get some drinks into you, like finally, you know that girl that you've been so scared to talk to for your whole life. I'm gonna talk to her now. You feel confident, yeah, right? Gambling, sex, all these things produce Mm -hmm. these chemicals, the dopamine that makes us feel absolutely unstoppable. Mm -hmm. What happens is the more times we give ourselves the ability to actually win. Okay, so when we win, it produces dopamine. 
which is confidence. Mm -hmm. But the more times we win, the more dopamine receptors actually get created in our mind, which means we can create more dopamine. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is the more we lose, the less dopamine receptors that are created, they actually start to get deteriorated, yeah. the less dopamine that gets uh, released out of our mind. So what that means is we can create our own upward spiral to success mm -hmm. or we can create our own downward spiral of self-sabotage yep. by just doing the little tiny things daily. So sometimes people think that they get up at, if you say you get up at six, get up at six. Because what's going to happen later on that day, you've got to feel better about yourself. Yeah. That you committed, you did the thing you said you were going to do yeah. long after the feeling which you said it has gone. Which in this day and age, a lot of people have a problem doing, especially in the conscious mm -hmm. community, spiritual community. Like I'll, I'll go all day on these people because like, like paradoxically, they'll talk about integrity. Yeah. You got to be integral to yourself. Mm. Choose yourself. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I agree, bro. Choose yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sure. But here's the thing. If you commit to somebody and you say, hey, I'll meet you at this time. And then one hour before meeting at that time, you don't feel like it, mm. too bad. Mm -hmm. Because when you gave your word and you committed, you did feel like it. Yeah. Now you don't, too bad. This is not a conversation of I'm gonna choose myself. No, that's fucking bullshit. That's choosing comfort. That's no. choosing the weak side. Yeah. What you should be doing is actually going, oh, when I made the commitment, I'm gonna stick to my word. Because what will happen after will be like, I did things that I didn't feel like doing in the moment, is because I committed to what I said back then. Yeah. We do this enough times, we'll wake up one day and actually be like, you know, I am a person that gets shit done. Yes. So people ask me sometimes, like, what's your strength? I'm like, I'm, I just fuck, I get shit done, man. Because I just, I, I set goals, I just destroy them. Yeah. But they, it didn't start, they started by little tiny things. Yes. I'm gonna set a goal, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna work out every day. Yeah. That's it. I'm just gonna work out once a week or I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And they start to compound and bigger because the success cycle, I can just do more and more and more and yeah. more now. Yes. So, I think the two biggest things why people talk themselves out of, you know, or creating it, they're not clear on their vision, mm -hmm. they haven't got the self-worth, self-esteem, mm -hmm. and last thing will probably be confidence, mm -hmm. right? Which is pretty much the exact same thing as everything I was just talking about. Building more confidence, do the things that you got to feel confident about doing. People think that they can wake up one day. Let me, I, I just got my skydive license. Okay. I'm thinking of getting it for my birthday. Actually. Oh, it's lit. Yeah, I've I've done it twice, and actually, my friend that you just met, he 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 does skydiving. He has his it's license. It's so fucking yeah. great. Yeah, like just throw yourself out of an airplane by yourself is just a different yeah. experience. It yeah. tells you a lot about self trust. Yeah, but the thing is, when I first started it, I thought I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna smash. It's gonna be easy. But day one, they sit in a classroom and teach us all the theory. Here's all the things that can go wrong and how you can die and how people die and what yeah. and, and how that if you are going to save your life, this is what you need to do. But if that doesn't work, then you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. Eight hours of that, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not that confident anymore. <laughs> in this, right? Second guessing, yeah. Yeah, no shit. I'm calling my girlfriend. I'm like, I don't know if I'm like, and I'm really checking in thinking, yeah. is this fear? Yeah. Or is this a gut instinct saying, don't do this? Yeah. And I'm like, it's hard to tell because it's so, it's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to sleep and I'm going to decide tomorrow. Woke up next day, I said, here's what I know. I'm going to do one jump. I'm going to do one jump and I'll probably know after that because it may be, if it's fear, if it's fear and if it's a lack of confidence, I will know as soon as I hit the ground because all I need to do to overwrite both of those things is take three seconds of courage. Mm -hmm. If I can get myself up in the airplane, follow what they told me to do, Mm -hmm. And just go up, down, jump. Yeah. The rest is going to figure itself out. Yeah. So all I had to do was whew, regulate my nervous system. One, two, three, boom, out. The courage. There wasn't confidence to do that. 
the courage. And then when I hit the ground, I landed. I was like, yeah! yes. Yes. And now I jump out and do backflips and shit yeah. and I'm just chilling. I'm like, oh, what? I mean, I, and I just jump out because yeah. now I'm building yeah. the confidence again. Yeah. Well, the confidence now. Yeah. So courage comes first. Confidence will follow. Yeah. So people really, if they're asking themselves, well, why do I keep stopping in my goals? Get clear on your vision. Start accomplishing some shit that you actually committed mm-hmm. to and just count down from three. Three, two, one, take a step of courage and actually just pick up that phone call, make that sales call. Yeah. Do whatever you need to do. Do the thing that you've been putting off because you've been scared to do it. Yeah. Do that thing first. And after, it's all a spiral. You're like, I feel good about myself. Yeah. I, I always tell people that you have to build a reputation with yourself, which is linked with what you were saying. And the best way to do it is to keep the promises you made to yourself. Yeah. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. That's it. There's no other options. You have to burn all the ships. You have to leave the shore if you want to get to the island and you want to get the results. That, that's the way I see my life now. Every time I'm very careful with the words I say. And when, I, when, yeah. I, when someone asks me, are you going to do this? I always think before just being reactive because here's the thing. This is what everyone does. They say like, oh, are you, are you going to uh, do this job? Ah, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then they come home like, you know what? I don't actually feel like it. And guess what? Your subconscious now is like, oh, I can't believe you, dude. Like, you just told me you were going to do that and now we're not doing it. And it starts like that. It's little things. Oh, tomorrow I'll I'll go to the gym. 5 a.m. I'll wake up at 5 a.m. I'll do it. Guess what? You snooze. You don't go. And then your subconscious goes again. Holy shit, dude. Twice in a row. Okay. Oh, so when do I know when something is real or not? When, what is true from what is false, you know? So in order to change that, you have to stick to your word. You have to be very crafty and careful when it comes to making decisions. Every time I started this challenge, so I'm posting twice a week on my personal uh, Instagram account and uh, that's on top of running the podcast, like my video production business, personal life, all this uh, training, all this stuff. And, before my mate told me, because I'm doing this with a friend, and he told me, like, are we doing this? Like, I, he was asking me. I needed, he needed an answer. And I said, Let, give me just five minutes just to sit on it. Because as soon as I said yes, it's happening. Yeah. If I say no, it's not happening. But if I commit to it, there's no, no way around it. I'm going to make shit happen. Just like you said, you get shit done. It's the same. Like, I love meeting people that they walk the walk and they talk the talk. You know? Yeah. It's super important, you know, and, and it's good and you'll soon get a reputation for yourself that is, he's a guy of his word. Yes. He says it's going to get done, don't stress, it's going to get done. I'm the exact same. Like, my, I, I messaged my mate uh, last night, actually, I said, are we working out tomorrow morning? 7.45, let's be at the gym. He's like, okay. Um, and all I did was, I just hearted his response. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this morning, I'm driving out, you know, and he texts me, are we still on for this morning? I said, bro. <laughs> I fucking told, I said, yeah, yeah, that means nothing other than that, yeah, you know, and, and that it's, it's, it's so true. Like that's the world I live in. And, yeah. and I, I love what you said there. Like you took a second to think, cause I'm the exact same. Mm-hmm. I will not say yes. Like, and I, I, I fucked myself up for a little bit doing this one a little while ago. So I used to be like, I'm going to be yes, man. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Then I realized mm-hmm. I overcommit. Yes. I have good intentions. I want to do this. I wanted that. Yeah. And I'm like, I just can't physically do it. Now I'm saying no to me. Yeah. It's not good. So I, I just need to get really clear, but how, how I get really clear on what to say yes to and what to say no to is by my vision. Mm-hmm. So if it's, in, if it's in alignment with my vision, it's an easy yes. Yeah. If it's not in alignment, it's easy no. Perfect yeah. example, I just got offered 
um, there was an opportunity to partner in this business running an island beach club. Mm-hmm. Now, I was like, fuck yeah. Because I put the idea out. And I'm like, hey, let's turn this place into a freaking beach club. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could, this would be amazing. Like, let's partner on, mm-hmm. yada, yada. We got talking. They put a deal together. I looked at the percentage, the split that they wanted to give me. And I'm like, no, nah, I want to renegotiate. I want more. And uh, they wouldn't budge. So, I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm out then. Mm. and as soon as I made that decision out I'm like oh I feel so good about that mm-hmm. and I'm like why do I feel so good about that because that was like I said at the start universal throws things to say how serious are you about your future yeah. and the, the bigger your vision gets the bigger distractions are yeah. I just said no to a multiple six figure a year mm-hmm. extra business mm-hmm. minimum what I would have been getting right mm-hmm. right because I was like it's not in alignment yeah. A it's not what I wanted mm-hmm. right and, and I think back if they really pay me what I wanted Mm-hmm. maybe like I'm grateful that they didn't want to budge because maybe I would have took it and maybe I would have realized it's not in alignment Yeah, I don't want this even though it's a good opportunity Yeah, Any, a lot of other people would look at it and be like why would you pass that down Yeah, but I don't know my future self would be like look back at me right now and say don't worry about it we've got it all covered up here yeah. say no that shit it's all going to work out in the yeah. end and that's what I trust I, I, I look forward into the future it's like is this in alignment partnering on a beach club right now it's just so yeah. out of my alignment the brand it's the you know i'm all about helping people create an extraordinary life not them getting fucked up and taking drugs yeah. of course it's gonna happen it's on the gold coast yeah. and i'm like this is, this is a hard one for me to say yes to yeah. and but i felt good about saying no to that because mm-hmm. it wasn't in alignment with where i was ultimately going but if i never knew where i was going i'd say yes to every single thing yeah yeah and it, and it, that's it you need to ha- understand and have clarity of your purpose mission vision because then it's so much easier to say no to something to say yes yeah. that it's almost like the perfect filter to know sometimes it's difficult when you know you present it because like you said you get distracted with the shiny object syndrome and all these things and sometimes it's not even an obstacle or whatever sometimes it's just a great opportunity on the surface but it has nothing to do to the kind of person and the individual that you want to become. And you have to be, have the courage to say no. There's so many things that you have mentioned that, you know, like I'm just like thinking about them. I wanted to go back, but I'm like, Oh, we need to move forward. You know, you you have spoke beautifully is. And one of the things you said about the skydiving, that's man. I love that analogy because sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes it just takes three five seconds of insane courage to do the jump Mm -hmm. and you can get whatever you want in life. Sometimes that's all it takes. That one decision, that one little thing that you've been scared of for the longest time, that you've been second-guessing yourself, that you felt like it wasn't for you. Sometimes it's just three, five seconds of believing, closing your eyes and taking the jump. And shit works out. It's crazy. It, 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 I've seen, like, when I start breaking down my life, every time I try to study my life, you know. Yeah. When were, like, the pivotal moments? When were the moments where I, I wasn't doing things right? When did mo- things took off? And why did they stop? Why did I lose the momentum? Like, I, I try to always study my life. And sometimes it all came down to one decision, to a milliseconds of just being brave enough and take the action and move forward you know so be very careful with with how you conduct yourself in your life and as we were saying 
keep your reputation as well. If someone says like, okay, some people might be listening to us right now and he'll be like, okay, you're talking about your vision purpose. How the fuck do I find that? Right? Because a lot of people think it's very hard to find the purpose. I actually don't think it's that hard, but I want to hear your thoughts and, and what you have to say about it. Yeah. Well, look, I've, I've created a three day program pretty much all about this called the dream out loud method. Mm -hmm. Right. And the whole of day one is pretty much helping people discover this because yeah, I agree. It's very easy to discover it. It's actually really simple. Mm -hmm. But there's things that are usually blocking people from seeing the simplicity of it. Mm -hmm. And it's the past stories that they've created about themselves. You know, like our, our unconscious mind is from zero to seven years old. It's completely open. It's the imprint phase. So from zero to seven, we're walking around as like a little sponge sucking up everything. All our meaning of life, all our values, our beliefs, everything's been put in. From, four, uh, from 7 to 14 is the modeling phase. So we, we look for how to, how, what's life all about by our role models. Okay. And then the next one is uh, 14 to 21 is the socialization phase. So who are we socializing with, the teenage years, the, all that sorts of shit. Mm -hmm. And we looked for like, well, what should we be doing? So what happens is by the time they get into their 20s, they're a little bit fucking confused because zero to seven, they were probably learning things like I do what my parents do because that's who I'm around the most. Mm. And then from seven to 14, they're like, well, I do what, you know, Bart Simpson does or what Post Malone does or Nicki Minaj or because they're, who are the role models they're listening to? Mm. You know, and then, and then later in their life, they're like, oh, I'm all the people around them and blah, 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 blah. So they get to in their 20s and they're a little bit freaking confused with what is life all about? Mm. What do I do? Mm. So quite conflicted with all these different things. So I hope you really destroy, well, not really destroy, but reframe and change these different stories that have been created unconsciously that are blocking them from seeing the simplicity of what their life's all about mm -hmm. because i believe that every single person is born absolutely perfect in every single way mm -hmm. so most people come they're like well i came to this event i say why why did you come to this event and they say because i want to be fixed so, well, it, <laughs> you're it, broken <laughs> yeah i'm like well, if, if, if you need to be fixed that would imply that you're broken yeah. and and i don't consider i'm not i'm not like a surgeon i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put you back together mm. i like to think of myself as more like a chiropractor if you go to a chiropractor you, you go to a chiropractor because your back's not broken you see because it's out of alignment mm. you got you get some adjustments you get some critiquing mm -hmm. and boom you're as good as new and you go again mm. and that's what i like to help people do you see things from a perspective that they weren't seeing it from before, but then help them see their life from a different perspective again. Mm -hmm. So they start to shift these different things, but then they can start to unravel all the pieces and be like, well, what's my life about? What do I love? And this is really simple. You know, I I, I look at the, because uh, I did what you did. I reverse engineered my life. Mm -hmm. And all I did was pursued the things that I just liked, the things that give me joy. Because mm -hmm. what I noticed was there's certain things in our life that give us joy, certain mm -hmm. things that give us energy, Mm -hmm. and certain things that we'll spend our money on time and time and time again. Mm -hmm. for, re for example, you're sitting at home on a Friday night, nine o'clock and you're chilling, you're tired, you get to bed soon. Someone sends you a message, Oi, you want to come out tonight? You're like, no, 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 I don't want to come out tonight. I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. And then someone else sends you a message and you instantly got energy. Yeah, I'll, I'll come out with you. Mm. Let's go, 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 yeah. Because mm. whatever the relationship is you have with that person is something that's more important to you than what you had with the last person. Yeah. Maybe the conversations you have, maybe the relationship you have with them, right? It's more important for you. It gives you energy. But a second ago, you were like, I'm tired, but now you got energy. Yeah. So think of the things that actually, what fuels you? What gives you energy in life? What gives you energy? What takes your energy? Because mm. the things that are not in our purpose, in our alignment, in our, what, our mission, will drain, it, will drain us. Mm -hmm. so if you come home for the end of work like I, I wake up every single day I kid you know I, I like and sometimes I'm guilty of this 
I will skip my morning routine because mm-hmm. I just want to fucking get to work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to fucking meditate for 10 fucking minutes. I'm like, I'm going to go now. Yeah. All right? And, and, but, and then sometimes I'm, like, I'm going to chill for two hours and then yeah. get to work. But that, that's the thing because it gives me energy. I don't like meditating and writing and shit. I know it's good for me, so I do it, but I'm like, ah. mm. right? I get it done because I know it's a good practice, it's a good mm. habit, okay? But I love, what I do gives me energy. So as soon as I get home from this, uh, this episode, I'm going to be working again all tonight. I'm actually running an event tonight. <laughs> We're running oh, yeah, an event. Sick. And then, and then I, I, yeah, but I, I have to actually be conscious, be like, okay, I need to stop now and be with my partner or whatever because it gives me energy. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the things that give us energy, look at the things we spend our money on, that's what's important for us. So when I did an analysis of that, I was like, well, I spend money on personal development a lot. Mm. I spend money on, you know, teaching other people a lot, learning myself. Maybe I, I love teaching. I love learning. So the two most important things for me in life is learning and teaching. Mm. That's why I've created a life around learning and teaching. I'll do this all yeah. the time. I, I love it. And so people can really get clear on the things that they spend money on, the things that give them energy, the things that are just most important to them. And if they were to really be honest with themselves and check in and go, what is the consistent visualization or thought or dream i've just always had i can remember back to the, be- the beginning of time mm-hmm. i would listen to music in the back seat of my parents car with an mp3 player mm-hmm. listen to music and visualize me just playing and performing on stage yeah now i'm i suck at all musical instruments yeah. but look how it's transmuted i've now spoken with crowds of up to six thousand people that's awesome four or five countries around the world it's manifested into me being a speaker, still an entertainer. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't play music, I don't mm-hmm. sing, but I, I do the other things that, that I love, right? Because I tapped into that. I'm like, that's, that's what I've always thought about. That's what I really want. And so I think if you were to really just take a look at me, like, what are the things I just genuinely love? Mm-hmm. And then look at it, bring it into the ikigai. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about ikigai, and, and I'm not going to try and steer away from it because it's, I think it's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. it's been proven that some of the oldest living people in the whole world come from this little tiny town in Japan and they believe that one of the keys to their old age is living a life in your ikigai, which mm-hmm. is a combination of the things that you love doing, mm-hmm. the things you're good at, the things the world needs and something you can get paid for doing. Mm-hmm. If you can find a combination of that, you'll live an incredible, purposeful life. Mm-hmm. Now you get to look at it and go, if, how much money do I want to make? Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with somebody this morning and I was talking about his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, like she's, she's making 300 grand a year or something. And she's like, uh, but this other person, she's making like a million a year. I said, so what? I said, does she want to make a million? And she's like, I don't think, not really. I said, she still made $300,000 this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of entrepreneurs get into the trap of hitting, wanting to hit the million dollar a year mm-hmm. limit. And if I ask them, why you want to hit it? They go, I don't know. Mm-hmm. For, for deep down, it's the entrepreneur's invisible worthiness scale. Now, they hit a million dollars in a year, they go, now I'm good enough to be an entrepreneur. Fuck that, man. Look, what, what is the life you want to live? Because I'm all about life by design. And some of the people, you need to make as much money as you can. Yes or no? I think you should make a lot of money because inflation, everything's changing. You should make a lot of money. But look at the quality of life you want to live. How much money do you need to make to live that quality of life and amplify it a bit more and go and find a way to create that. It doesn't have to be about millions. It doesn't have to be all this. But I would suggest to do like not poverty. Mm. If you get the combination of those th- four things mm-hmm. and go, well, how can I make a shitload of money doing this? You'll probably enjoy the journey a lot more if you're making, getting paid a lot more for it as well. Yeah. If you had to start all over again, 
how would you start? Let, we're talking to someone that has maybe a hundred dollars in his bank account. He has nothing. It's 2023. What, what would you do to become a millionaire again? I'll give you two, two answers for this one. First one I'll do this year. We literally just started a brand new business. We haven't put a dollar into it. I started with my contacts and idea and skills that I already had. So we started a podcast agency. We've already got a very successful podcast. We have, I've got hundreds and hundreds of pieces of content a month. They get distributed on all my platforms, automated, mm -hmm. completely set up. I've got something that a lot of other people would want. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let's turn this into a business. So bing, bing, boom. We're just like, fucking bang. Started talking to people, started putting things together. And uh, what, what, we're in, we've actually just did one month into the year. Mm -hmm. and I don't want to make up shit here. So let me think for a second how much we've made. It's five times pro. We've probably done just under a hundred thousand dollars already in that first month. <laughs> right? So uh, I, I would do that. So what, what did I do for that? I looked at what am I really good at? Mm -hmm. What am I good at that other people would probably suck at? That mm -hmm. people would pay me to learn it from me. Yep. And that's the world we're living in right now. People are online education, online this sort of stuff. What are you good at that other people would be like, man, they would pay you to shortcut their process. Yep. That's exactly what we did. We started this you know, online, um, sorry, we started the podcast agency. So that's the first thing, okay? Second thing, so if the people listening to this going, yo, oh, but I don't have a podcast, so I can't do what you did, okay? What I'd probably do is, if there's no time limit on it, mm -hmm. I would go and find people that are fucking killing it. <laughs> And it's so funny that you're saying that i was telling it continue i'll, I'll tell you what i told my mate yeah yeah, said, I, yeah. I, I would go and get around them and i'd start networking and i'll yeah. tell them hey i'm starting yeah. from scratch just where i'm at and i would find probably one of these people that inspire me the most of what mm -hmm. they're doing mm -hmm. and ask them can i work for you for like free mm -hmm. I'd, I'd probably cut a deal Let, let's say if we five people one of them are doing a really purpose-driven business i love and i'm like fuck i love that i'd love to do something mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. but i got no idea, no idea how to do it I'm going to go to him and I'm going to say, hey, I'm really, I really love what you're doing. I'm really passionate about what you're doing as well. And how can I help support you? Can I work for you for free for the next two weeks? And if you love me and you can see that I'm freaking good, I'll just appreciate a minimum wage job with you. Just, I just want to, I just want to help. I want to get around people that are killing it. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that employees say, fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Because me as an employer, if I had someone come to me with passion, I understand that you can't teach passion. You can teach skill. So if I had somebody to say, I want to work for you for what you're doing, mm. I would say, come on board and we can teach you skills. I would do that to get around. Like if I wanted to own a McDonald's store, I would go get a job as a McDonald's employee mm. and I would learn the systems. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would learn the back end. I would learn mm. it all instead of trying to figure it out on my own. I'd do it while I'm, while I'm getting a job. It's probably the best way to figure things out. Yeah. And I, I was telling my mate, so we were talking about, okay, if, because I've always known since day one that I'm meant to be the person at the front i've yeah. always known since i saw the first time i remember the first time i saw a youtuber casey nice making a video yeah. and I, it, it blew my mind it blew it was that that one moment when i realized holy shit this guy's making money by talking to a camera and i just knew like at that at some stage that will manifest in some way in my life by doing taking the correct 
action steps into it that I, I, I've always known I, I will be the face of it kind of thing. I'll, I, I know I have all the skills and everything it takes to be in front of people just like you're doing and all these things. I have, I've envisioned myself many times as well being in front of a stage, talking to a bunch of people, just telling them how did I became the person that I'm going to become. So I, that like, but then he, he started asking my friend like, okay, what, what would be a different option if you didn't knew that? I'm like, I will find someone like me. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people out there like me that they don't have a right man hand. They don't have that second person that can take care of things that are just painful to them, that takes away their energy, that takes their time. And I will just find out, I will, uh, I will add to what you said, on top of offering working for free, because we get that a bunch of times, like people saying like, oh, can I work for you? Can I just help you with Vice Creative maybe, our video production company and all these things? And it's actually a hassle for me to bring someone to work for free. Like if they don't know what they're doing, they're just taking valuable information from mm-hmm. us and we're not really getting that much in return. I don't really need someone to carry the bags. So I will, if I was that person, I will see who, okay, who's the guy that I want to work with? Is it Morgan? Okay, let me study Morgan. What is he doing? Where, where are the holes? Because we all have different holes in our game in what we're doing, that things that could improve to get to the next level. So I will spot, okay, Morgan has an issue with YouTube right now. So I will come and then offer the service for free. And I will say like, hey, Morgan, I noticed this, this, and that. I can help you get to the next level. I will do it for free. I will do this. Mm-hmm. I will, and you know, like, and start, because then I'm like, okay, you're not just, because I know you will want to learn from me. You know you will teach valuable things for that yeah. person. So it's like, oh, okay. You, he wants to learn, but he's actually giving me something valuable in return. Because every, every relationship in your life is a value exchange yeah. from your parents to your girlfriend to your mates. Everything is a value exchange. So if you had to, if I had to start from completely scratch, I'll find someone like me right now. It's so easy to learn some basic skills of video editing, learning some marketing, learning some sales, and even doing backend stuff. That is yeah. so annoying. It's so, it's so true because like literally, if, if I had somebody slide in my DMs right now. And they're like, yo, I'm a fucking beast at systems, automations, operations, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm looking to be an intern or something like that. I'm like, bro, come have a chat with me. Because mm-hmm. right now we we're talking before the starter, right? It's like, like I'm a, I'm a creative. I'm a visionary. Mm-hmm. I get shit done, like yes. happening. Yes. I'm really good at starting things. Mm-hmm. I need someone to help integrate them. Yes. Right. And I've got an EA now. Mm-hmm. Right, but like I'm still looking for like someone who could really. So if I had somebody who's like, I'm really good at this, and I want to come in, and I, I would very happily attend the conversation of how yeah. we can make that happen, you know. Yeah. yeah. But it's crazy; most people don't. Perfect example is, um, through one of my events, I had a student coming to the one of the cl- in, into the events, and he came and did all of my programs after. Mm-hmm. And he comes up to me. He's he's a video editor. He's a videographer, and he comes up and he's like, "Dude, uh, can I just can I come and shoot some content and stuff for you, like for free?" Uh, I just want to get around you more. And I'm like, fucking oath, bro. Yeah. And then I said, I was like, I will pay you. So we still worked out a deal where I'm like, you can come to all my events stuff for free yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And, and we worked out some sort of payment. Um, that guy's now my business partner. And you see, and he was he was smart because he, uh-huh. he noticed that, okay, this guy needs yeah. videos. I can offer that yep. for free. Guess what? He On top of that, he's getting access to yeah. your events. So he's getting to be mentored by you. So he... Yeah. he, he it was really interesting how it all happened. And I messaged him one day. I'm like, I'm really proud of you for what you've done because out of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that have come to my events, 
Mm. He's the only one I've actually reached out. I want to get around you more. Mm. I want to add value. I want to do things. Because what happened was he started videoing for me. Then we were recording a podcast interview one day together. He was doing my video. And then what, what happened was I was interviewing somebody. Um, and then we were talking about having a poker game together. Organizing a poker that night. So I said to Jack, because he was just there. I'm like, we're doing poker at my house tonight. You want to come? Like with a very exclusive group of people. Mm-hmm. And like the, the table of people that were playing poker was worth probably more than $100 million. Yeah, right? right. Very exclusive fucking yeah. poker table. And I'm like, you want to come play? He's like, yeah, sure. He comes and plays. From that night, he got uh, many other connections and he also joined my mastermind that I'm a, I'm a part of yeah. by, by being there as well. Yeah. All right, so he was able to join my mastermind, we're able to do business together and he's gotten clients from the mastermind and everything now and it's just, I'm just like, I'm so proud of you for doing what you've done because you've, you get it. You're yeah. shortcutting cutting success. You're, adding value to people that you want to be around because you know it's going to open more doors for you and look how many doors is open for him and and he deserves every single thing he's had yeah it's amazing yeah that, uh, and and that's the biggest thing i told someone recently the biggest thing you could do to fast track your way to success is to get around people that are 100%. doing the kind of shit that you want to be doing if you can get in the same room as those people and provide value to them I guarantee you, you will get 10 times faster than by doing it by yourself. Yep. I teach the four pillars of creating a dream life, mm-hmm. right? So my, my three-day event, the Dream Out Loud Method, is, is a completely breakdown. 38 hours, right? 38 hours across three days of content. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a behemoth of an event. And it's really built off the four pillars of creating a dream life. And the first one is having the right environment. Like we've got to have the right environment, both the right internal environment and the right external environment. And why this is important is because the people that we surround ourselves with will literally pull us down to their standard of living or they'll grab us and rise us up to their standard. Mm-hmm. But we'll very quickly, like a thermostat, right? If the, mm-hmm. if the air condition is set to 25 in this room, you open the door, it's going to quickly pump it and bring the temperature back down, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and vice versa. That's what the environment does. It brings you up to the standard of what they're living at. Mm. Now, the question is, what thermostat do you want to be at in your life? Yes. And this really hit home for me because when I, I you know, I went to Me- moved to Mexico, moved to Bali in the States. We traveled for about four years and I came back here at COVID. Came back here, got around a bunch of the people that I was surrounded with before I left. And I looked around, I was like, these people are doing the same shit. Mm. This is fucked. I need to find, like, who else on the Gold Coast is killing it? And I met some other people. And I got invited onto this yacht party. It was like a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Hey, Morgz, you want to come to this yacht party? It's uh, this dude, Sean's 21st birthday. And he's hired a yacht. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Tell me. And he's, it's 21st birthday. And he's also celebrating making his first million dollar year. I'm like, 21, yacht on a Wednesday, million dollar year. Yeah, get me on that yacht, bro. Mm-hmm. Let's check this out. Yeah. And we get there and everyone's dressed up. Everyone's having fun. I'm sitting around this table having a conversation. I'm, I'm listening in. Because this is also the thing. If I'm around people that I want to be like, I don't talk. I listen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I need to absorb this shit. Yes. And the funniest thing was happening. You see, back in my old circles, there was banter. Mm. Like, oh, I'm taking the piss out of each other. I can't believe you're doing this. I don't know. Mm. There's always banter. And I got into this group and for a reason I thought, you know, there's no banter anymore. There's, you know, people more mature. They're successful. It was totally wrong. There was so much banter still. They're taking the piss out of each other. But this is what they were saying. One of the guys they were talking about, so they go... Jules, how much are you making now? Like, what's your business at? And he goes, oh, about 40 grand a month now. And the other dude, Sasha, he looks at him and goes, 40 fucking hours. He's like, dude, when are you going to stop being a pussy and hurry up and get to 100K? 
He's like, when are you hire? He's like, and then Ellie goes, fuck 100. You still boys are 100. He's like, when are you guys going to stop playing with the girls? I can get to 200, 300K months. Like, what's going on? And I'm listening. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. They're taking the piss out of each other by being like, I can't believe you're only making $40,000 a month. I can't believe you're only making $100,000 yes. a month. Now, people listening to this, they're like, what? What dicks? But no, because they're saying, motherfucker, stop, stop fucking around. Yeah. Our stand around here is minimum million bucks a year. So what are you doing? And I heard that, I'm like, that's wild. Yeah. And I loved it, right? Because every single time we're around these people, we're always talking about growth and business. Yeah. And it's very normal. It's very normal to be like, hey, how was last month? Oh, you know, it was a shit month. We only did 200 grand. It's like, it's a shit month, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it, and it takes that kind of exposure to raise your standards and raise in what is normal, right? Because it, yeah. it's, it's like you were saying, I had a similar, when, when I was younger, I had a similar experience with life. Um, you would look at someone that would have a lot of money. Like I, I, I was in a school where I was one of the poorest kids in there, you know, and like all my friends had so much money. And every time I was just like envious, you know, and be like, why do they get to do this? Every time I ask my dad for this or that, or whatever, he says no. And he tells me to tell my friends that his dad is broke. You, you did my, that's one thing that my dad always was telling me. You go tell your friends that your dad is broke. You know, that, that's why you don't have the best phone, the clothes, all these things. And eventually, I switched the mindset. Eventually, something click. And until you have that click of like, wait, wait, wait. I shouldn't be criticizing these people. I shouldn't be envious. I should be asking questions. How did you get that? How did you get that? And then I was finding out, okay, these guys will never become anything because everything is handed by their parents. So they're used to the, the, like being fed by mom and daddy to, bring the, to have those things. But then eventually you start meeting people like, oh, I just, I just I have my business. What it, and it's normal for them. And eventually it goes, it became normal like, oh, so if I start asking questions, success leaves clues. Mm -hmm. So I can understand how to manifest those things into my life. And then you start meeting millionaires and people with financial freedom and you start hearing these crazy numbers that if you will tell any doctor any engineer that's making maybe 150 200k a year or whatever they'll be like what you know like and having you know the freedom to go traveling to do this to do whatever they want go surfing on the week all these things and i agree with you like it doesn't take that much to get financial freedom if you're managed to keep the, what i call the the freedom gap you know, if you keep your expenses very low and you understand how much you actually need to keep the lifestyle that, that you want for now and continue to raise how much you earn, eventually that, that freedom gap is so big that it doesn't matter if you don't make that much money, you're still so under it that you have playful time. You still can allow yourself to do all the things. Yeah. So I'm good, yeah. Well, the most important thing about that, the most important thing about money is not how much money people make most important thing about money is how they make the money. Mm -hmm. You know, there's different types of income streams. We've got an active income, which is what 95% of the world only know about. I go to work, I get paid, mm -hmm. I get paid a salary, I come home, that's it. I spend it, it's gone again. Mm -hmm. Next week, I go to work, I get paid, come home, spend it, that's it. If you're making $150,000 a year by going to a job, that's not financial freedom. If your expenses are only 50, mm -hmm. that ain't 50 that's, that's not financial freedom. Because you won't get paid if you don't go to that job. That's yes. called financial success. Yeah. If you're making good money, three, four, five k a week, that's good money. You you consider that's financially successful. Maybe have a new car, got the dinner, Japanese A5 waggy steak for dinner, whatever you want, right? 
But financial freedom is when the type of money you make comes in without you having to work. Mm -hmm. It's either coming in through really set up cash flow through a big operating business which runs without you or it's coming in residually, right? So residual income is what I first created where you get paid long after the work you did has been done. So think about writing a book, musicians, actors, you know, the, the cast from Friends, they get paid so much money still when the episodes are played, right? Britney Spears made that horrible song, Hit Me Baby One More Time, 40,000 years ago. Every time it's played, she gets paid still. That's residual income. What I did in my network marketing business is residual income. But then we have passive income from, you know, investing in property, if it's, if it's cash flowing, stocks, uh, all these sorts of things. See, people, I think, neglect the types of money that they don't, they also don't learn about that. So I love you talking about, you know, creating that, understand that gap, but what the people really need to get clear on is the type of money that comes in, mm-hmm. right? Because I've, I've set things up and what happened is like, I, I don't even think I'm financially free anymore mm-hmm. because my lo- cost of lifestyle is just fucking 10 X. Mm-hmm. Like my lifestyle is expensive now. How much are you spending a month? A month, I'd say it's pr- like operating business and my life and everything is probably like 15 or 16 grand a month now. 15, yeah, okay. Yeah, it'd, it'd probably be something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even have the exact numbers, um, but it'd be, it'd be somewhere between, yeah, the ballpark of 15 to 20K, I'd say a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but before when it was just me operating my business, everything was outsourced and I was just living in Mexico. Fuck, I only needed 300 bucks a week to live. Yeah. Living in a beachfront place yeah. in Mexico and it was sick. But for me, that was great. Yeah. But then I, I was, you know, then I got that business to making a few grand. I think my highest week ever was maybe 12 grand or something like So it's still some pretty yeah. gangster money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but eventually, you know, that still pays me every single week. Not 12 grand a week anymore. Mm-hmm. But it still pays me money. It still pays for lots of shit every single week. But now all my other income's gone up. We've, we've got cash flow. We've got recurring revenue. We've set up the company. We've set up the business. Mm-hmm. And, it, and now we're really setting up to go, how can this run without Morgan? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're really doing. And, and we're, we're pretty freaking close to that. But I've also thought, I, I don't ever want to stop. Well, I love the business. I love it all. How long did it take you to make your first million? Uh, I made my first million last year. So 28. So... Um, but now, now it would like we would have did we would have done over. Oh fuck, have we done. We were, I don't know. I don't know how much we've done now, right? But I'm 29 now. All I remember is like we had a rough look at it all. It was probably somewhere between early last year to maybe the year before. Probably would have ticked over about the first mil. But the like, that's all well and good. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. But the coolest thing about it is the last seven years of my life or whatever, the amount of freedom I've had while creating that that's what's really cool yeah because i know people have made money earlier and whatever and i could have made a lot more sooner but i lived in bali i try i was on a plane every six weeks on average yeah for about four years straight just get new country new place new city new event here here just traveling exploring life while doing all that and that's i created the life that i wanted and and same as even last year we you know we had we had multiple 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 six figure year last year but I took nearly four months off and traveled Europe. Now, like, and, and we'll surpass a million dollars in the new company. We'll surpass a million dollars this month, actually. Right? And so not with the agency, with mm-hmm. my events company. We'll do a million cumulatively mm-hmm. since starting, which was November, year before last. Um, so about 14 months to do our first mill. Um, so obviously, I've now to speed shit up because yeah. I, right? 
But the coolest thing that I just, I, I don't tell people like, don't look at me like, oh, it's cool. Look at the fact I've been able to create that success while having so much freedom as well. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people think that you've got to, you, you can't have it both, which is total bullshit. What are the different ways that you're making money right now? What are all your revenue streams? We've got network marketing still pays me. I've got shares and stocks that, that pays me. Um, we've got all of our events, right? So we've got multiple different event in, income streams that come in. So we run multiple different events. So people mm-hmm. just come and buy online mm-hmm. randomly. So I don't really know what you want to call it. Let's just call that. Let's just call it one mm-hmm. from the events company. Then we've got the podcast company. Um, I did count the other day. There was one more. I think I counted five the other day. Hmm. Or maybe I was thinking it's gonna be five. We're about to start investments, uh, property and stuff. And maybe I was thinking when we get that going, it'll be the fifth, not just like little one, but steady mm-hmm. cash flow. Mm-hmm. So the other ones all like network marketing comes in without me. Shares come in without me. We sell some online shit. They're, they're the two main ones that really come in without me touching it ever. Mm-hmm. The other ones I still operate and do. Is the events the main source of income? Yeah. 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 What, with all the information you have right now, if you could go back to your 20, 21 year old, what would you tell him three pieces of advice to make his life better, get financial freedom faster, or even me- making a million dollars faster and mm-hmm. just living a, a life that is fulfilling to him? First thing I would say is stop taking, stop caring what other people think of you a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. It took me years to really stop that. Like mm-hmm. really just go, I genuinely don't give a fuck. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, so start doing that a lot sooner. This is a conflicting one because I want to say, I often say to my friend who me and him used to party hardcore, mm-hmm. hardcore. And, and we often say to each other now because we're both making a lot of money and we say, Dude, I'm so freaking glad we got all that out of the way back then mm-hmm. when we didn't have much money. Because mm-hmm. if we had that now, we'd be able to put in rehab, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like if we had the money we have now yeah. back then, it would have been really dangerous. Yeah. We were on stupid shit. Yeah. Like really stupid shit, you know? And we were just blown it all. So yeah. it all works out perfectly. Yeah. You know, so I, I often do talk about that. But, you know, let's say without the whole cliche, everything happens for a reason and blah, 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 blah. Because it absolutely perfectly has. Because now we make this money and we have no urge to go and mm-hmm. be a psychopath traveling and yeah. just yeah. do wild shit. Yeah that you do when you're in your 20, like young 20s, right? So I don't have the urge anymore because I'm like, man, we did it well. Like, we didn't just do it. We yeah. fucking did it well. Like really good. Like, we've traveled at nearly 50 countries. Like it's yeah. been really good. But I would say to sort of go back and get clear on your values and I, I would actually just change his values because <laughs> back then it was really about just fun and seeking approval, mm. escaping. A lot of the things I did back then were, were vices. The travel was a vice. Mm. Drugs and alcohol was a vice. The partying was a vice. Mm. Women were a vice. It was all of that to stop me from really going internally and, and being okay with, with loving myself properly mm-hmm. and, and like just enjoying all that. Um, so I think all the things I was doing back then was to sort of prove something, get this external validation. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably go back and change some shit there for him mm-hmm. if I was to want to create success at a younger age. But at the same time, like, you know, in it, it's, it's an interesting thing. I don't know if you feel this. It's like at one hand, you sort of, want to be super successful right now and have everything right now mm-hmm. on the other hand you're also very okay with it not because the journey is more important than the yes. destination yes. and that's that's I, I think about that quite a bit you know so yeah. that's why I've always sort of balanced between going I've since really on this journey since mm. you know 
22, 23, I've never struggled for money since. Like, I've always had enough to live a great quality life. And I, and I think that's like, well, what would be the difference back then if I made another half a million dollars that year or not? Probably quite a bit, but, you know, I, yeah. So I'm not sure if that'd be a hell of a lot of change, but yeah, those few things. And what advice would you give specifically for someone trying to become a millionaire? What's the best single advice you can give in terms of money? In terms of money, okay, I'll give you the terms of money, but first, uh, I've because I, 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 a kid came up to me at my last event. I was in Sydney speaking. He was, he was young. I can't remember, 23, 22, something like this. And he goes, man, last year, I, I was so fucking close to making my first million bucks. I made like 700 grand or some shit. He's young. I'm like, that's incredible, bro. What happened? He's like, I worked so hard to put myself in hospital. I'm like, well, that's stupid. He's like, how's the business going now? He's like, it's gone. I destroyed it because I couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, oh, so you got any money left? Not really. So it wasn't really, what was the point of doing all that then? And I'm like, why were you wanting to make a million bucks? He's like, oh, don't know. But that's the reason. You burnt yourself out, legitimately burnt himself out, like fucking nearly killed himself, trying to chase a goal, which was actually trying to pursue self-worth. Mm. Trying to get approval from the outside world, the validation, like, see, I'm young, I'm successful, see, mom, see, dad, I told you, school, whatever. And because I hear a lot, a lot of the time, and how I first learned this was, why a million dollars now millions and beyond is definitely my goals but for so long literally up until year before last it wasn't a goal i didn't care about the million bucks because i worked out how what's the life i want to live i want to drive this car live in this place donate this much money to charity go on these types of holidays save this much invest this much blah blah blah, blah. i worked it out it was eleven thousand dollars a week that's half hmm. that's about a half a million dollars a year hmm. now Imagine if I was trying to push so hard to make that extra. Like the difference between a half a million dollars and a million dollars a year is a fucking lot. Mm. So why would you do that if you don't need it, if you don't want it? Mm. But, so I got really clear on how much do you actually need? What's your dream life really cost you? Then go and hit that goal. So it might mm. not even be a million. And nearly everyone, I don't think I've ever actually met somebody who goes, yeah, actually I was right, I need a million. Like nearly every time it comes under 200, 300, $500,000, because mm. that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know a lot of cool shit. You know a really cool life yeah. still with that money. Like the people just don't get it. They follow the lifestyle on Instagram and it's just all stupid. But anyway, back to that. Let's say if legitimately they're like, yeah, million dollars is my goal. <sighs> Look, there's, there's a million ways to make money. And I have this conversation with my girlfriend because she's like, we need to get property. I said, why do you want to do property? She goes, let's buy houses and flip it. I said, I'll tell you right now, I have zero interest in doing that. She goes, yeah, but you can make so much money doing it. I said, I don't give a fuck. I can make a lot of money doing a million things. Mm. I'm going to pursue the things that I get enjoyment out of, things that I'm passionate about mm. because if I'm passionate about getting better at that craft and I'm passionate about how you can become really good at that thing, I'll way more likely succeed doing that than I would flipping property if I don't give a fuck about flipping property. Mm. I don't care about it. Yeah, you can make good money, but I just, I just, I'm not wired that way. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. So I would focus on the things. What's the th- what's the industry? What's the vehicle? So you need to have, you need to find the right vehicle for you. It's the second pillar, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. Right environment, the right vehicle, the right timing, and the right you. Mm-hmm. You need to find the right vehicle. Something that's I I think you should pursue something that's fulfilling for you because you'll be more motivated, more inspired every day to actually get to work on that thing and get better at that thing, which will increase your chances of making the millions of dollars. So that's what I would say, right? Pursue something that's actually fulfilling for you. Now let's say if someone is lazy as and they're like, I don't want to do anything. 
I don't even want to be an entrepreneur. Cool. Go to the stock market. Invest. Oh, I can't. It's not financial advice. You'd be so. I'll tell you what I would do. Mm. So what I would mm. do. I'm yeah. not telling you to do it, but what I would yeah. do. If I wanted to do the super laziest way ever, I would invest money into the S&P 500, mm. which is the Vanguard, all right? top index fund top 500 companies in usa mm. or the top 500 companies here in australia one of the vanguards and i'll just put monthly payments into that over and over and over and over and over because if you can literally get to twenty five thousand dollars invested in that before the age of 25 and then you put never put another dollar in for the rest of your life in that 25 grand will compound over the next 40 years mm. to over 1.3 million dollars mm. now that's cool but the 1.3 million dollars pays you a dividend of approximately six percent a year so now you're making about seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars a year in passive income. Mm. So you have a million dollar asset getting paid from the asset. That's real financial freedom. Mm. Now people might not want to take forty years to do it. So you can always put more money in. I said if you got the twenty-five k, then stopped investing. But you asked if I wanted to hit a million and do it the lazier way, I'd probably just go there. Mm. What's the best advice in general that you have ever received? Don't take advice from broken, unhappy people. What's the worst? The worst advice? Uh, I want to say, do what makes you happy. <laughs> That's terrible advice. <laughs> I, was sitting, I, was, I was sitting at a table the other day. I was sitting at a table the other day with four people. Two of them were in the army. One of them was ex-army. They were all like, yeah, I'm fucking hot. I'm in the army. Yeah. This one kid was 18 years old and he was talking about, um, you know, I'm in the army because we have a good retirement and good superannuation and all this mm. shit. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, okay, so you're clearly thinking about money, thinking about your exit. You're 18. If, if you want some advice from me, I started telling him about the stock market. I said, invest and blah, 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 blah. You can do this by 25. You know, you get 25 grand, blah, blah, blah. You know, you'll be a fucking millionaire by 30, bro, if you do this properly. And he's like, oh, yeah. I said, you want to write that down? I literally told you how you can become a millionaire in the next decade. <laughs> Probably advice you want to take. He's like, and then the other guy next to him goes, nah, man, just just do what makes you happy, bro. I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and I looked at him. I, I looked at him and he, he's in his 40s, right? Yeah. We're all skydiving together. He was in his 40s, Yeah. right? Divorced. Unhappy. Completely unhappy. Divorced, gone skydiving just because, oh, don't really know what else to do. I just got some time off. Like, to fill a void in his life. Yeah. Unfulfilled, yeah. unhappy. How's that working out for you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not wrong. Unfortunately, that's probably a story he picked up from his parents. Yeah. Do what makes you happy. And he followed that. And, yeah. you know, we're on this podcast to talk about creating extraordinary lives, not mediocrity. Yeah. I think, you know, don't take advice from broken, unhappy people. Don't take advice from people that, you know, aren't living the life that you want. And yeah, the worst advice. I don't, I'm sure there's gonna be worse now. If I think of it, I'll send it to you. But the first yeah. one come to mind was do what makes you happy. Yeah, and you can't act on feeling on feelings. And happy, I think a lot of people misunderstand what happy, happiness yeah, actually people is. People think happy is comfort. Well, that's what they because what's ha what's happy right now is what's easy, and that's why it's stupid. Yes. All right. Like create it. Do what do what's inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yes. Big difference. I'm I'm stoked right now. I'm happy that I'm meeting and getting to know another human that's pursuing extraordinary things, yeah. you know? So happiness, I think a lot of people just uh, like 
picture happiness as like me being smiling all the time and it's like not really happiness is just a state it's a mindset as well of yeah. like because I, i generally believe that you have the choice of waking up and make yourself happy if you start looking at your life and be like okay i get to live in a place particularly you know i came from venezuela i came uh, i get to live in a place like australia where you know the, we have security we can make money everything's fine people are great to others there's no that much racism and that that type of stuff like it's a great country to me like just by that and i have my two arms my two legs i'm healthy i'm smart i'm young like that that already makes me stoked i'm happy i'm ready to attack the day you know so yeah i, th I think you have to reframe in your the perspective of what happiness is and just being happy It's not enough. That's nothing. You know, anyone can yeah. be happy. I know people in back home in Venezuela that just get to eat rice once a day and they're happy because that's all they know. They don't know any better. You know, same in the Philippines, yeah. same in Bali, same in all these other countries. And then suddenly you meet someone in a country like Australia that has money, has everything all those people could ever want and they're unhappy. <laughs> you know, so yeah, but well, happiness is another deep subject. Brother, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really enjoy this conversation. We'll certainly have to do a round two eventually. Yeah. Where can people find you, hear more about you, attend to your events? Yeah, best place to find me is on Instagram at Morgan T. Nelson. Mm -hmm. Morgan T. Nelson. Uh, everything is on there. I reply to all my DMs. Um, you can hit me there if you have any other questions from this podcast. Um, all my events and stuff are in the bio to my, um, on my Instagram. I don't know when when's this podcast being released uh it's gonna be like two weeks or something two three weeks yeah okay maybe my events have just been missed but i've always, i've i usually there'll be there'll be something happening if you go on my bio I've, i've always got stuff happening but at morgan Nelson, hit me there or my podcast is called dream out loud we've got nearly 200 episodes we've interviewed people like les brown cohen ray dr john Martini, mark victor hansen some of the greatest gods in the world in personal development and Um, heaps of fire value on there as well. So they're the two best places for me. Instagram, Dream Out, uh, Instagram at Morgan Nelson, Dream Out Loud podcast. Please, I guarantee a lot of you got a lot of value today from this man. Please go follow him because I've checked his stuff. He's legit, fully legit. That's what the <laughs> first thing I told my mate today. This guy's legit. I'm excited to have this conversation. <laughs> so it. thanks for coming today. As always, make sure to follow us at The Creative Grid. I'm at Nail for Life on Instagram. And we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbyes for everyone. You. Boom. How was that? Legend. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I'm dying in here though. I'm yeah. so <laughs> It's hot. It gets really hot. Eh? Yeah. So